Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. His word, which we receive with joyful hearts this evening, is from the first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 3, verses 7 to 15. So then, neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take care how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. One of the first things I remember my driver ed instructor, instructor teaching me was to keep my eyes on the road ahead. If you, look too cl if you look at the road directly in front of the car, he taught me, you have a tendency to swerve. If you look at the middle line, you're going to have a tendency to drift towards the line. If you look at the curb, you're going to have a tendency to drift towards the curb. But if you keep your eyes ahead, you'll stay straight in your lane. Similarly, if people are lost, they need something to look at. They need a fixed point uh, in the distance that they can aim for, that they can walk towards, a goal. Those who are lost, for example, in the woods where they can't see anything in the distance, where they don't have that fixed point, that guiding star, have a tendency to walk in circles without realizing it. And the thing about walking in circles is that no matter how hard you try, no matter how fast you run, no matter how exhausted you are at the end of the day, you've accomplished nothing. You're right back where you started. We, those teachers that were installed yesterday, our, our new vicar, myself, the pastor, and all of us as a congregation, we need a fixed star. We need something to keep our eyes on, a focus, lest we spend our lives walking in a circle, lest we get to the end of our lives and find that all our labor, all our work has been for nothing. And of course, we know that there is only one guiding star for us, only one focus. Paul tells us in our text that it is Jesus Christ. If we look to Jesus, we're not going to swerve, we're not going to run endlessly in circles, but he'll guide us and we'll find that our labor has not been in vain. As Paul also reminds us in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Jesus is that fixed point, that focus for our life and for our work. The Apostle Paul 
uses a, a different analogy in our text, but with a very similar point, doesn't he? He talks about Jesus as the foundation, the only foundation upon which we build, and those who build upon him, their labor is not in vain. Our text says, uh, the New King James Version says, no other foundation can be laid. Probably a better translation of the Greek there would be, no better, trans no better foundation can be laid. Certainly people do try to build on other foundations. Certainly people do lay other foundations. But time after time, those foundations don't last. And they certainly don't build anything that's lasting and useful. 600 B.C., the Romans were not the first to invent cement, but they were the first to use it. Uh, concrete, I guess. There's a difference, I know. Concrete. They were the first to use it uh, as the foundation, and not only the foundation, but the building for much of their architecture. And that foundation and many of those buildings still remain to this day. 2,600 years later. In fact, 2,600 years later, it's still the foundation of our buildings, isn't it? We've improved on it a little bit, but we've never found a better foundation. Their buildings still remain. They had a good foundation when it comes to architecture, but the empire is gone. The philosophy, the attitude, the culture is gone. Because unlike their buildings, unlike their architecture, they didn't have a lasting foundation for their society. That's what Paul is talking about here. Jesus is the only foundation that's going to last, that's going to remain. To build on anything else is to waste our time and our labor. We remember uh, John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the forerunner preparing the way for Jesus. And in fact, Jesus, speaking of John the Baptist, says there is no greater prophet born of women the greatest of all the prophets. And even John the Baptist, this greatest prophet, what does he do when he sees Jesus? He says, behold. I think a lot of times when we hear that word behold, we have a tendency to skip over it without thinking about what it actually means. But it means look to him, right? That's what John the Baptist was saying. Look to him. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John the Baptist was telling his disciples here is the one you need to look to. Here is the one you need to build your life on. And the disciples didn't take the hint. They didn't get what John was saying because the next day they were still there and John the Baptist had to say it again. He had to tell his disciples again, Behold the Lamb of God. Why are you still following me? Why are you still building your life upon me? Go and follow him. Jesus is the foundation upon which we must build our lives and we must build our church, and we must build our teaching and our school. It's not enough to build, is it? It's not enough to work with tireless energy and full of enthusiasm if we don't build on Jesus Christ. There was a man I, I met in India, a pastor uh, in India, who uh, wasn't getting a lot of income from you know, his church, his small church, so uh, he wanted a way to support his family. So he thought he'd start a, a brick business. So he went out and he spent a lot of time and a lot of money making a whole bunch of bricks out of clay. But he forgot to build an oven. He didn't have any money left for heating the bricks. 
And so they sat there until it rained, and they turned to mud. It's not enough to build bricks if you don't heat them. It's not enough to build without building on Christ. It's not enough to have a school. It's not enough to have a church. It's not enough that our students do well on tests and score high on standardized tests and go on to be uh, successful in life and make lots of money. If they're not built solidly on that foundation of Jesus Christ, it's going to be wasted energy. All, all of us have been called to be the people of God. All of us as a church have been called to do the work of the ministry, to encourage our pastors and teachers and to aid them in the way that we can. We need to follow the example of John the Baptist, don't we? To say, behold, the Lamb of God. Point to him. What is it then that we need to accomplish this task that God has set before us? Well, what is it that Elisha needed? And what is it that God gave to Elisha? Remember, Elisha knew the day that Elijah was going to be taken into heaven. He knew that pretty soon he was going to be the one in charge, the one tasked with preaching and teaching God's word and filling Elijah's shoes. Those were some big shoes to fill. What did he need from God? What did he get from God? He asked for a double portion of God's spirit, of the, of the spirit that Elijah had. What a wonderful goal that was. What a great attitude. Whatever Elijah did, I want to do it twice as good. Whatever previous pastors have done, I want to do it twice as good. Whatever the church did in the past as far as preaching God's word, we want to do it twice as well. That's, that's a good goal. What did God give him to accomplish this goal? Did he drop a chest of gold from heaven? Say, here you go, Elisha. You need money. Money can be helpful. Money can be useful. But money doesn't make us better pastors and teachers. Money doesn't make us a better church, does it? It can give us really nice stained glass windows, but it's not going to create better theology and better preaching and teaching. Did he uh, give him powers or a brand new smart board? And say to him, here you go. This is years ahead technology-wise, but it'll really help you teach. Did, did he? As a token of God's promise, God gave to Elisha this, that he would see Elijah ascend into heaven. That was God's token. That was God's promise that he would be, he would be with Elisha. And Elijah's whole life, no matter what happened, no matter how hard it got, no matter how much it may have seemed to Elisha as though no one was listening to him and that preaching God's word wasn't doing any good, Elisha always had that memory, that vision, didn't he? This is the end of those who serve the Lord. This is what you're working for. This is the end of your labor, Elisha. From the very beginning, from the very moment that his ministry started, God made sure that Elisha's eyes were firmly fixed on the salvation that was his and is ours through Jesus Christ. Elisha received a vision, but we have received a greater one. 
Elisha saw Elijah ascend into heaven, but we have seen Christ ascend into heaven. Elisha saw a whirlwind and a chariot of fire, but we have seen the cross and the empty tomb. We have seen the gates of heaven and the, the, the sea of crystal and the trees of life which are before the Lamb of God who died and rose again. If the vision that Elisha received was a promise of a double spirit, then the vision that we have received is a promise of far more. The fullness of God's Spirit poured out upon His people in order to fix our eyes firmly on that which is to come, not that which is. So we're not looking down at the road right in front of our feet, but we're looking ahead at that fixed point, which is Jesus Christ. So we're not wasting our lives going in circles that we're always headed towards the goal, the salvation, the grace of God. It is ours through Jesus Christ. Jesus is that fixed point that is the focus of our lives. He is that foundation upon which we can build, knowing that which is built on Christ will last, and He is our constant vision to give us hope and encouragement and strength in all the things of this life. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.